Welcome back to another episode of J Crypto. Today here, I'm joined by another NFT founder, Abe from Cardano Waifus. So Abe, thanks so much for joining the channel. <laughs> thanks for thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. It's really fun to like do these little interviews and whatnot because I just I just love to talk and like I like to talk to new people and whatnot. It's it's my it's my jam. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So so here's what here's what I know you from. Okay, so besides the um, Twitter Spaces, which you've become very involved in, in fact, most Twitter Spaces I see you up there. Pr- pretty consistently, I would say. So you're definitely, you're definitely diving deep into the Cardano communities, which, which we love to see from NFT founders for sure. Um, I also know you from, from your project, Cardano uh, Waifus, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's a project that has these like, uh, like provocative, like culturally relevant anime chicks. And, and essentially um, that's kind of what I think you're, you're known for currently. Um, yep. So, so let me ask you this, man, because it seems like we may have a connection here where are you into anime? Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, you should just see what I'm wearing right now. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'll tell you the animes that I grew up watching. I grew up watching One Piece. Um, I'm still watching One Piece because it's the longest (laughs) ever. (laughs) I'm a huge fan. Um, uh, obviously, you know, I've watched every possible season and spinoff of Dragon Ball Z because yeah, that's yeah. It's that Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, exactly. You got to have <laughs> fundamentals here. And, and, Absolutely. And, and also, of course, I'm a, you know, Naruto, you know, that's a, all the all the legacy ones. I'm still following Boruto and the new stuff. Nice. And, it's it, and, and obviously with that, I, I have a Crunchyroll account and all that stuff. So I'm, oh, definitely, yeah. I'm definitely like an anime brotherin. And I explained it to my, I explained it to my dad because he saw, he saw one of my interviews with Aiden Ninjas, who was also uh-huh. like, we were talking anime. And, yeah. And I was just like explaining, like, I, I don't know what it was when I was like younger or a teen or whatnot. It was just mm-hmm. like the, the, the Japanese cartoons, they just, they just story tell so well. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you have absolutely. any thoughts on that, on like general anime culture. Man, I, so like, I didn't really, growing up, like I didn't really spend a lot of time with my family. I spent more time by myself. So like, I am a very active person. My mind is always like racing all the time. So like, I need to do a lot of stuff to keep myself from getting bored. So like, I got into anime and like, it was one of those things. It was like almost exactly what I needed. Like, how many animes have you watched? And these main characters are like super motivating. They start with so absolutely motivated. nothing, and then They're they so just motivating. They just go. They just go. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. Whatever obstacle is in front of them, they just go. They tackle it. They just do it. You know what I mean? And like, I super resonated with that. And like, the aesthetics, the artwork, the storytelling, all of this stuff is just like amazing to me. Like, and I love the action scenes and everything, man. Like you can't like just make this stuff up. Like you, you really have to have like a passion for it. I think the biggest, um, not to get too off on, on anime, but I think <laughs> it's important because it's like, there is probably a portion of my audience who, who is probably, I'm not sure how old you are, Abe, but I'm 20, 24, 24. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, let's go. <laughs> so like, I think there is a portion of our, of, of my audience that's watching that is probably similar to our age group and can relate. Um, it is interesting how inspiring some of these stories kind of are. And I think the main barrier for people to get over, I think, that are getting into anime is just mm-hmm. the fact that it's animated for, for, yeah. for, for that. Because some of these stories are like really compelling stories. So I think the cartoonization probably bridges a gap between like people thinking it's just for kids to it being you know but but we have athletes yeah <laughs> we have athletes the famous athletes and and, uh, and singers claiming that they're now into anime so it's definitely getting oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i mean i come from the edm world so like a lot of the edm artists that i listen to always mess with some like anime like i remember going to like shows and they would have like neon genesis evangelion like like visuals and I'm just like oh my god like oh man it's amazing there's a couple of remixes for Dragon Ball Z there's a song called Just Saying 
I got, I got, so my, my good buddy, right. And I'll definitely mm-hmm. set up this after he's like a huge, <laughs> like into the remixes. And he would oh, send yeah. me this one remix from Gohan and Cell Fighting. Like pretty much oh, every wow. single, like pretty much he would send it to me like every single day for like a month straight. He was like, dude, I can't believe how awesome this is. I listen to this when I work out. Like <laughs> Oh my God. So there's this one, I don't know if you like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but like it's called Jotaro by Fizo. P-H-I-S-O. And that was like the EDM jam. Like you wouldn't be able to go to a dubstep show or festival without hearing that at least like 10 to 20 times. You can play a drinking game with it, but it's just because it went so hard. Like it's just one of those things. It's, it's, it's interesting how you made the comparison between the EDM world and anime. And now I think we're about to see it even more with, with crypto than we have seen Absolutely. because of, of the metaverse and, and some of these other digital platforms that, we won't appear like we do in real life. We're going to appear probably in a more cartoonistic version of ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's driving that way. And it's funny because whenever I first started doing all of this stuff, like I remember like I was pretty much one of the only like waifu like projects on Cardano. Now you have these really cool ones like Project White coming out, Ada Dolls, Ada Ninjas, you know what I mean? Like all of these like really ether mobs, like these really, really sick, like anime inspired stuff. And I'm just like, oh, and then you got Kez too. Keze? Yeah, Keze too. It's just like it it's starting to bridge, you know, the worlds are starting to meld. The it's 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 very exciting time and I'm excited to be like at the forefront of that for sure. So exact so correct me if I'm wrong, but is a waifu just a way of saying uh, a wife? Is that like what the... Yeah, yeah. So like it started off of actually being like, you know, just somebody that you, like an anime character that you really had a strong affection with. And then like around 2005 or so is whenever we started popularizing that word for just like, oh man, that anime girl's hot. You know what I mean? That like, that's a waifu right there. I would definitely make that my wife if I could. You know what I mean? Or just like, oh my God, I love this, like the aesthetic and everything. <laughs> Dude, but yeah. You know, it's so funny. And, 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 and there is a market for that, by the way. Like, Absolutely. There's definitely a market for anything anime culture. There's definitely a market for any kind of things that are funny or meme-ish or just relatable yep. in a sense. Memes but, waifu. They actually make a project that literally make memes out of their, like, out of anime. So, like, there was this one that I saw that was like, you ever seen the meme of the girl turning back and smiling while the house behind her is on fire? um maybe maybe just like a little smirk just like this like looking back just like yeah but the house <laughs> is on fire they made an anime version of that one or like the girl that's doing the awkward face like just uh what like i think they did one of that too so like that's that's, crazy, that's man. awesome man so right? so so you're 24 you know i'm 23 and i really respect the fact that you you took uh, a bunch of things actually you you went for the leap for cardano you went for the leap with a, a project that i would say car uh, anime's uh penetrating culture but yeah. i still think that you're you're obviously a first mover so i respect the boldness that you took to to go go for it kind of deal <laughs> thank you absolutely and i i want to get into that actually so like how 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 do you as a 24 year old like running an nft project like what's your experience been so it's been interesting it's been interesting like the first drop sold out because like everything was selling out at the moment kind of thing it was, it was just low liquidity for a project yeah yeah so i was just like oh well like this is awesome and everything and as soon as i saw that money coming and i'm like oh shit uncle sam's gonna like wreck me like <laughs> i'm gonna get destroyed during tax season and that was like the only thing that was on my mind so like you become the next a thing business I did, man real quick yeah yeah like like other things start popping up and like you think it's gonna be one way and then all of a sudden like you just realize that like oh wow like i actually did something here so the next thing i did was reach out immediately to a business lawyer and like got set up with that i got set up with a cpa and everything they're looking through my stuff and it's taking quite a while because you know there's over like a thousand TXs in my like wallet, like for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I can see that's the case. Um, it's amazing how NFT projects are being like 
like I think as we uh, progress, it's going to be more like, oh, okay, you're going to start an NFT project. You're actually going to be starting a company, essentially. Yeah. That's how yeah. it kind of feels. Um, it does, Absolutely. you know, I think that you can do, you, it, it sounds like you, you're, you're saying that you've realized too, that you can, you can keep going. Like this doesn't have Absolutely. to be, this doesn't have to be a one thing because now you have a community, which is the hardest part for any brand to build. And, Absolutely. and you can keep developing or utility or, or all the other, you know, different possibilities. See, and that's the thing too. So what I realized was, you know, after that initial boom, like we were all there for it kind of thing, everything slowed down. Like yeah. I still haven't sold out of the day on Suifu, but like, it's really inspired me to like work even harder kind of thing. Like I have so many things that like are in the works. I'm actually breaking ground on a VR experience for the waifus. <laughs> that's going to implement a burn mechanism the we start breaking ground monday and i'm so excited i don't know where it's gonna go but like i already have some models ready to go i'm starting to make music for it like i'm so ready for it so and that's so, just because like yeah no i was just gonna ask so is your back so it's interesting because i always say that nft founders usually have a couple of skills in their in their toolkit it's kind of rare, even with dirt birds, you have Dave and he, he's like super humble. He says that he's like, Absolutely. he says he's a humble, he's a normal guy, but he has a background <laughs> of marketing and he's got like a very, in my opinion, you know, creative sense and, and, mm -hmm. and he can really do some storytelling damage along with his team. Oh, absolutely. Um, so it seems like you have this background in music. Were you also like, uh, did you have any developing background or can you walk me through that process if you didn't? Or sure. Yeah. Um, so like most of my background came from sales. Like I started working at like 16. Okay. So yeah, like yeah. I was in the sales. In sales no, I, I was in sales. Really? Oh, I saw like, man, it was a couple of things. So I remember I, I used to sell a lot of, like I worked in a lot of smoke shops and vape shops before wow. I worked I was, at a telecom. I was company. getting big when you were 16, by the way. Oh like, yeah. Well, I didn't start with that. I started at McDonald's, but Okay. Like I, I transitioned into that. I did Papa John's like delivery for a little bit, but like my biggest sales jobs were like the ones that like I worked at a call center selling direct TV and like everybody knows direct TV is dying. There's no place for cable television or satellite television anymore. Like everybody's streaming now. So it was quite competitive and it was pretty interesting. And then I sold sunglasses for a little bit and now I'm doing this. So like, but then my other background is music. I, I'm an Ableton user. I love Ableton. Like, music's been my passion. Like I said, I spent a lot of time alone. So, like, a lot of what I did was just listen to music, and it got to one day deciding, like, you know what? Why well, keep listening whenever I can make my own, so. Yeah, exactly. No, that's interesting. Huh. So EDM, music, that's a craft that you can easily develop just by yourself, and you, you, had, a, you had platforms to really – to really get inspiration from like Spotify and, and other stuff. And, and, and you could probably, you know, infiltrate those communities if there was platforms to do that. I'm not sure if there was. Absolutely. But um, so like, yeah. I don't have anything out currently. I mean, well, I have two songs out on every platform or whatever, but like, what's been really cool is that like, I'm very like, because my parents also like raised me, especially my mother to be very financially responsible and whatnot, I've synergized the two things. And that's the best part about it. You know what I mean? Like I've been able to put my music in my own project. Yeah. I've like done other works. Like, I don't know if you know Shadi Nazar, but I've worked with him. Um, and his art's amazing. I've worked with like Hero for a little bit for his project. Oh, um, really? Hero cards, Hero yeah. Yeah, Hero State Pools. I did some music we for him, him too. On the channel, man. We we had an oh, interview yeah. a while back. Oh, yeah. We loved him then. Oh man, he's amazing. He's he's actually a big part of the reason why I'm here today, kind of thing. Like I honestly could say that he's been one of those people that I'm so blessed to like have him put me on and like give me kind of like a platform, you know what I mean? So he's like a really like man of the people kind of vibe. Oh, for sure. Very transparent. Super transparent, you know very very humble so quick shout out to hero if you're watching and his project <laughs> hero packs hero uh, hero cards yeah aren't those so cool man those are interesting oh, yeah but, but but why don't we why don't we jump back real quick so like sure. <laughs> so what do you say to aspiring nft creators in this current nft market it's a little more saturated than when you jumped in so what do you what do you say what's your read if you can peer back from your own experience slash you can also take a look at the current circumstances what do you say sure. to NFT 
and aspiring NFT creators? Um, first off, it's not easy. If you think that you can come in here and make a lot of money and then just sell out, it's it's not feasible. And it's it's gonna really mess up your like view on everything that you do moving forward. I think that whenever you go into this, you have to make sure you're in the understanding like I don't I may not even make any money at all and be okay with that kind of thing. Because that way you can really give it your all about like having these high expectations kind of thing. And from my own experience, I think it was really cool that like you start with your community first. I see a lot of projects nowadays that like, you know, they get really excited and I understand it. It's really, really cool and really exciting <laughs> time. But like at the same time, like there's critical steps that you just can't like, you just can't like overstep, you know what I mean? You can't just like miss that step kind of thing. So building a community, I'd say is one of the most powerful things you could do. Um, yeah. And just being engaged with it too, like when like Twitter Spaces has been like the biggest thing for me personally. Isn't, like, that, so, for sure. isn't that so insane? It's like the right? most underpriced attention right now for NFT. Absolutely. To just to not even have to shill, to just give value and exactly onboard more people to to them as a brand themselves, or maybe if they're interested in what they're doing, their NFT project. And like it opens so many doors for collaborative stuff for me. Like I'm in so many other collabs. I did just I just did one with uh, Bulls versus Bears that like I had a Daedalus bull. <laughs> I don't know if you got to see it yet, but it's hilarious. I have to, you no, definitely that's see it. No. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely send it to you after. But like it's opened those doors and made those connections because like it coming from the EDM background, like EDM Twitter is a cesspool, but like Cardano <laughs> Twitter has been like this. It's so ever, like it's too deep for people yeah. that don't know enough to get in. Like it's it's yeah. also like the barrier of entry is you have to get educated, and that I think helps keep the Cardano Twitter so clean, if you will. Absolutely, and like whenever we're onboarding people too, because that's what like a part of Cardano Nights is, is like to onboard people too. We do it in such a nice way that like we already kind of like show them, all right, this is what we're about, and if you're not about this. This may not be the place for you kind of thing. I like that. But, uh, That's cool. Setting those expectations up front. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like back to like advice that I'd give to like new creators, I'd say like be different. Like there's some styles that work and some styles that don't anymore. Um, you know what I mean? Like you have to make a, like a, 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 a niche for yourself. Like for me, I feel like I'm almost too niche right now. You know what I mean? I still <laughs> haven't got enough people. Um, but you know what I mean? It's because of that neatness that I stand yeah, out as your, well. Your you project, man, I mean? when it came out, it was like the most unique thing. Like I think it, I think right? it caught a lot of. Because I feel like when create, like especially like nowadays, you just want to be careful of what you're doing. Yeah. But like, yeah. I think the boldness, which is why I said at the beginning, I respect how bold you were with, with your project. It's just staying true to true to who who you are, man. Because that's what right, it was like right. talking to you. I can gain mm -hmm. a, more of a sense with your background anime and stuff. It, uh -huh. it, it was just so, it was like, no one was doing what you were doing. Like, right. It's crazy. Cool. It's crazy. Cool. And like, that's the beauty of this too. Another thing is stay true to yourself. Like everything that I've gotten in my life is because I just stayed true to myself and I was just myself. And that's the beauty of it. It's like, it just makes things a breeze almost kind of thing, you know? Um, what else was I going to say? I was going to say something else, like a good piece of advice. Like also like, just be careful what you're promising too. I see a lot of projects promising these things of like royalties or other things like that. And I always just like, I'm super like just cautious with them. And I tell them, you know yeah. I mean? Just, because like, you may have a very great idea, but like it get a lot of things are falling now under this like category of sec uh, securities. And that's the conversation that we need to have more. I believe. But and there is a, and the good part about that, Abe, of what you just mentioned, um, uh -huh. and, and also all that advice, honestly, is wicked sound. I, I think that that's a really <laughs> good place to come from with, with this question. But it's interesting because we do have a lot of knowledgeable people um, in the space, you know, like in the spaces too. And, yeah. and that conversation is definitely starting to, to happen more of. Um, I do like the idea of, of not promising too much, especially if it's something that you haven't even worked on yet to deliver and, yeah. and maybe prefacing that with some transparency, like mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of saying yeah. it's for sure a thing to happen, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what exactly what I do with my white paper. You know what I mean? Like I actually just made an announcement on the discord 
that the VR is going to be more of the move for those le- like at my di- like on my white paper I was actually talking about physical items which I still want to do and it's still a thing but the problem is there's legal loopholes that I have to do to get there kind of thing there's a lot of like gatekeeping that's in this kind of thing and one of the things that I talked about my with my lawyer is that like a lot of countries have a lot of different laws so like I have to like I have to do something to make sure that like if I'm getting these people information that I'm also like you know what I mean still being compliant with everything because if I get a certain level it's gonna really mess with everything else and like even though I mean I may be a small fry now you never know when that that switch could flip and like I'm getting come after you know a hundred percent and and I really like this thing that um I learned pretty young just from I, I business guys if you will just hanging out in business right which was like if you can uphold the highest standard of a company that you're maybe needing to sell a product to and you need to comply with them it mm-hmm. protects you against any other products because if you can pick the highest standard to uphold so whether I think a lot of people are looking at the U.S. as as like maybe one of the more you know important regulatory environments to to try yeah. to comply with, and it's tough with this new infrastructure bill, which oh I God, yeah, people. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting though because it it's interesting, and I won't get too much into that. But um, <laughs> so 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 let me ask you this, Matt: Why sure. why why Cardano, Abe? Why Cardano? Um, so I actually was one of the few people that like, so I got into it, like, it starts with me getting into, big, I mean, uh, crypto in general. Like, I got into it last year, whenever everybody was just at home getting, uh, getting unemployment. And like, I made way too much in unemployment to like, justify like, just, you know what I mean, spending it. So like, I read Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yeah, did my research. Kiyosaki, by the way. Oh my so. God, he's amazing. He, his audience is mostly us, you know, it's mostly 20. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and see, like, it makes sense to us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a dude managed to, like, resonate with me. And that's really hard to do with a lot of this financial stuff for a lot of people our age. You know what I mean? They don't care kind of thing. You know what I mean? But he puts it in a way that we, we care. But um, so I got into Cardano when it was, like, five cents, like, before even yeah. staking was a thing. So I just, like, kept on deep dollar cost averaging, buying myself a little baggie every like week. And uh, then, you know, staking became live and I'm like, bet I'm going to stake. You know what I mean? I wish I could have stuck uh, staked on the uh, test net, but I couldn't. Um, and then from there, like it started getting on exchanges, like NFTs started being a thing. Like I remember sitting on my phone, looking at like a space budge whenever they were selling and I never bought one. Still regret it. I got into Cardano bits. So every it happens to all of us, man. I mean, I, I, I remember mine. Mine was more of the Clay Nation type of deal because I was one of the first like to cover. Well, YouTuber wise, like yeah, I was one of the first YouTubers to really cover those Clay Nations at like eighty, oh yeah, sixty ADA and at floor price. And I just and I just was like, guys, this is gonna happen. But I, I don't always <laughs> I don't always take and I, I always say it's not financial advice, but I don't always take right. on my own advice. But it's just hard when you're so early because we're what I think about man and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. We're gonna see so many opportunities and we're gonna it's it's impossible to hop on every single one that's gonna absolutely so there's gonna be a point in our lives when we're fifty and we look back and we're like wow i was there i could have done that yeah i could have done this and this yeah like it's interesting that you say that because it's true like there's a whole bunch of things that we are gonna like like right now like i'm i'm like just putting all my ada right now i can into my project so like i've hit my budget of like buying nfts and like i see these ones now i'm like could have bought this one could have bought this one i could have bought this one and just be like but I also could be putting this into like where I need it to be kind of thing too. And like, Oh man. Yeah. But I think um, so, yeah. Um, so uh, the reason why I was in Cardano was because like NFTs were still super new. They were tokens instead of being locked into a smart contract. So that would make it way cheaper too. And like, I already had a big bag and like the biggest like motivator for me was like Alex Becker video, actually, believe it or not. He was also, just saying like, yeah. he was just saying, he was like, you know, everybody's holding these bags and whatnot and expecting to get rich quick and everything like that, but it's not going to happen like that. Like people like me, I'm already rich. So that's why I can make these big moves and like make money real quick. 
if anything, like you should start a business because this is still a super emerging market. Put your money to work instead of just speculating on what the price is going to be tomorrow kind of thing. So I was like, that's, 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 yeah, that's a really interesting thought. I was just listening to this podcast. It's called the all in podcast. I think it's by Mm -hmm. Moth who used to be with Facebook, uh, David Sachs, who's a big Solana guy. And and it was Mm -hmm. interesting and, 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 and I'm definitely a huge Cardano person, but I, uh, I think we're uh, on multi-chain action. Absolutely. It was interesting because he said this they, in the podcast, they said the same thing. They said that one of the best positions to put yourself is by being an emerging company in this time. And they laid out why that was the case with, with inflation, with the uncertainty of, of the dollar collapse and, and all the economic things that are happening. And I was like, that's so counterintuitive because sometimes when there's a lot of uncertainty, it might be better mm. not to start something, but, right. but the way they laid it out made it make so much sense to go high risk growth company sector and start something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because like, what's what, like, you know what I mean? Who are you going to get upset at if your business fails? The only person that you can like really blame is yourself because you're the one that like put into work. But like, if the price goes to zero tomorrow, like for me, I mean, or for like an investor in general, like, you know what I mean? They had no part in it. You know what I mean? They didn't control their own destiny. Maybe if they had more crypto, they could take this dip. You know what I mean? But no, that's really interesting. Um, all right. So what do you think? Cause I mean, there's a lot of big IPs, you know, like we talked about one piece Naruto and the potential for those animes to essentially build NFTs with, you know, I don't know, licensing royalties down the road where whenever they license the show, things of that nature, and they can sell them for a super high premium just because the space is so new. And like, there isn't that money. When do you think we'll see some of these bigger players enter the space? Do you have a read on that? Or do you have any thoughts on that? So that's a great question, actually. I was thinking about this the other day. So like there already are platforms that are implementing these major players, perhaps maybe not in the anime realm just yet. Right. But I don't know if you're, uh, I don't know if you're aware of a, a uh, uh, app called Vivi that they actually have these AR models that like of Batman or like, you know what I mean? Of the Looney Tunes and whatnot of like, or like the car from um, from uh, 007, you know what I mean? Or James Bond. So like they have these major IPOs and whatnot, or, or I mean, ma- major like, you know, IPs that are coming out to this platform as like NFTs. And then you also got like on Nifty yeah, Gateway, they were doing Looney Tune giveaways, you know what I mean? So like, I, I think they're coming, it's going to take a little bit more time before the anime world gets into it, but I think it's going to be a thing for sure. Like, you already oh, have like yeah. oh yeah so you have like for instance a good example that comes to mind of like a multimedia what about what piece. about i'll throw one at you okay sword art okay. sword art online oh man that would be really cool i think that would be really awesome i, I don't know when that would be able to be a thing like that's like <laughs> oh man like i know they have video that's games story. so like, by the way, for the viewers, just, just in case, the story is all about VR, and it was made years back. So they basically predicted what's happening now in a pretty, pretty realistic fashion. They just put their own twist on it to make it so that way you couldn't take the VR or you would die, essentially. Yep, yep. But, but they predicted the technology cycles that are currently unfolding. Absolutely. too was what they said, like, everyone would start probably using VR and, like, Oculus, amazing. Bigger, you know, Meta just came out. Sorry. Oh yeah. No, you're good. You're good. And like the best part about it is the price is going down too a little bit. You know what I mean? Like the price for an Oculus Rift is like, I, I think at one point it was like about 500. Now you can get one for about two to $300 and you know what I mean? And call it a day. So like the barrier entry is getting lower and lower too. So like, that's going to bring in more companies and bring in more adoption. Absolutely. It, so I always like to ask, because this is a product that I've invested in, and, and I think it's fun to just ask because it's currently the only one on Cardano. Have you looked at yeah. Pavia at all or do you have anything? I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. So it goes back to that conversation <laughs> that we had a little bit about promises. Yeah. Um, personally, I didn't buy any myself. The idea is though is very interesting because a lot of people look at Pavia as the next decentral land for Cardano kind of thing. Right. And like, or, or, it could, or it could be potential. Could be. You know, it has the potential to it. You know what I mean? So like 
that's what I see. It could be the potential of it. And that's completely fine. You know what I mean? I'll be more than happy to like watch it and anything. My more interest would be is like, once it actually does become that level, if it ever does, like to get involved with my waifus into that, that metaverse that they created and everything like that. So right. I may not be able to like buy land or anything like that, but like I might be able to partner with somebody that does, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, and as a business, that's a smart that's a smart smart assessment because when you're a speculative investor, then those are the kind of speculative opportunities that you're probably looking for. But as a business, it, it feels more more uh, appropriate to get in once it's actually you know doing the things that you see as potentially profitable for your business. Absolutely, absolutely. Because think about it, like as a business, like I have to put money into my business. You know what I mean? Like I. I, I, I make these risks that like I have to make sure that are going to be ultimately for the best of the company kind of thing. If I were to buy this piece of land or whatever, I need to make that conscious decision. Can I spend this ADA here and how long will it take for me to get the results that I wanted from it? Kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's funny because I always say that, uh, you know, it, it's going to be lost on a lot of these first time NFT creators. And I respect you for putting money back in your business. And maybe that's akin to, to, you know, like you said, you had some parenting that helped your mom and stuff mm -hmm. like financial responsibility. But these first time NFT collectors who haven't maybe even met with a lawyer or done any legal work and they've already mm -hmm. launched and they might not be putting money back into their business because they don't even know that it's a business yet. <laughs> like a lot of, a lot of projects are probably, are probably not doing that. So that's a good yeah. That's yeah. practice, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Think about it. Whenever you have complied enough, whenever you put that business back into, like whenever you put that money back into your business, that's money that's not going to Uncle Sam. You know what I mean? That's money that you could write off and just be done with. So that's why I always recommend these projects. Like, especially if you're a big project and you're very successful, like if you have that ADA to spend, spend it on a lawyer because you can literally write that lawyer off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's huge, man. How do you look at uh, projects? Cause I had this debate or right, just conversation sure. Sure. and, and it, it wasn't a debate, but it was just an interesting point of view. It seems like there's projects who want to hire, like say they're creating some kind of storyline with the main sure. group. They're, mm -hmm. they're looking at um, the startup costs and they know they need to pay for an artist. They know they need to partner with maybe a, a dev or a dev company. Like we've started this, you can give away 20% of the upside, um, right. not their business, but maybe just the first sale launch kind of deal, mm -hmm. the vending machine. How do you, yeah. at, how do you look at the, um, the legal stuff? Because sometimes that can be some of the more costly stuff. So do you think that for somebody who's starting an NFT project that doesn't have a lot of capital and doesn't mm -hmm. want to take on a lot of risk, do you think it's mm -hmm. okay just to check with the registries and make sure their IP isn't you know, violating first before trying to copyright their own IP. I think that I've seen that strategy play out a lot where people don't go full in until after the launch. Let me, so let me see, just to make sure I got your question correctly. Are you asking like if they should have like their LLC or whatever business stuff taken care of first before anything, or like maybe doing a pre-sale or are you uh, talking about more of like copyright stuff? No, that actually added on to it. But yeah, the LLC, okay. making sure that their IP doesn't uh, interfere mm -hmm. with other major IPs, th those mm -hmm. two steps, I guess we can, we can call it before, before, or could they, could they postpone that later? Or do you recommend mm -hmm. that they get that done right away? Even if they don't have a lot of capital, just try to get the capital to make sure that's set up. Mm -hmm. So I, I know of a couple of instances myself kind of thing. Like whenever I first started Cardano Waifus, the first thing I did was just secure the, the, the socials for it. You know what I mean? Just to make sure that like I got my names already, you know what I mean? That nobody took it if it's not already there. I, I feel like some projects neglect to do that. I won't name anybody specifically, but. That's an interesting like, insight, man. I like that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And like, that was like about like a half a month before I actually started even posting anything yet, just because I wanted to make sure everything else was taken care of. I didn't start my LLC until after the first sale, just because I didn't know how successful it was going to be. But whenever it comes to like people that may not have a lot of capital or whatever, the best part about it is like the barrier to entry. Like you don't like <clears throat> the only capital you really need is to pay those people, like the artists and everything to get those, like that stuff taken care of first kind of thing. And like, 
if you are a little worried that you don't know what direction it is, like you can go immediately after your first drop and take care of it. You know what I mean? As long as you've already been keeping a record of what you've been spending and where it's going and everything like that, like it's going to be pretty seamless transition. At least it was for me. And um, I, I came out, I guess, a little bit ahead of it and everything. Now, whenever it comes to copyright, I think it's a little null and void just because of like the environment that we're in kind of thing. I actually had this discussion with the actual copyright lawyer and they oh, said that like, yeah. I appreciate you yeah. bringing it up. Of course, of course. And they were like telling me that like, while it might be cool to have it in the States or whatever, like they're gonna probably see this as a, there's a certain word for it. So it wasn't like a full on copyright yet. There was like a step below it kind of thing. Like you'll get certain protections, but not nearly enough to cover anything. Then you'll try to have to go for another one. And that takes a span about a year or two. Yeah, 18, and, sometimes 18 months, I've heard. I've yeah, heard 18 months or so. Yeah. yeah. And like, you may not even get it then too. But like, you're putting money every single step of the way just for like a risk that you may or may not even get down the road kind of thing. And then there's a whole conversation about international copyright too, which is a whole other thing that different countries have different <laughs> laws. So at the end of the day, if somebody else copies you, like, it's... I mean, for me, like, it's just one of those things that, like, I already have my community built kind of thing. So, like, and I feel like people in Cardano are really amazing in the way that they're, like, you know what I mean? They're not going to, like, just sit there and take that. You know what I mean? Like, they're just not going to support it. And that's what I think is the beautiful thing about decentralization. You know what I mean? People can have a choice. Like, if they see another Cardano waifus, you know what I mean? They can just be like, oh, this isn't the same Cardano waifus. You know what I mean? Let me just move on to that one. You know what I mean? So... I'm always interested to hear NFT founders point of view on this because like, it's also like if you were to copyright your IP, the chances of most of the people I talk to, they, they even say sometimes like I probably wouldn't want to spend the capital to go after the people that are copying. Yeah. Because like, why, you know, if I already have a brand. So mm -hmm. it, it, it is interesting because there's a lot of discussions for NFT projects. And, and when you're either an investor and you want to make sure that they're legitimate, you want to understand what is legitimate and what is best practices. Or if you're an NFT creator aspiring, like we sometimes just have looking at my channel, mm -hmm. um, you also want to hear what, what has worked for others. So I'm, very, I'm, I'm always interested in opening up that dialogue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's great to have because like you said a lot of people may not have the capital we're in a very like very very like crappy situation here with our finances and whatnot a lot of people are not doing well so like yeah. to, like be able to tell somebody from my own perspective as like owning this business and everything like what you'd really want to be tackling and putting capital into so you can save capital for other things i think it's i think it's great you know what i mean like <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, okay, Abe, let me ask you one final question. Or actually, sure. sure. First thing is, is there anything in this interview that we haven't covered that you'd like to talk about or just open up or just start a conversation about? Hmm. Well, Emergo and Daedalus Waifu are still available. If anybody wants to pick those up, they can go to my website, Cardano. I mean, CardanoWaifus.com. And that's the only place where I hold all my sales, there's never going to be another sales, like a uh, sales area to my project kind of thing. Like that's everything goes directed through there just for the safety of my community and the safety of myself kind of thing. Um, other than that, I don't really think that we, like, I, I know that I have some plans next year for conventions. So you'll definitely see waifus that's like, uh, that you're oh yeah. That because there's, that's a big space in anime. So it's like, oh, yeah. it's a big, it's a big it's a big uh, industry to, again, be really early on, like you were already. So like, oh, yeah, early now to NFTs. And now you can be early by being an NFT project that makes conventions. Boom. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I wish it was the anime conventions I was talking about. I was talking about the CNFT one. So like, oh, uh, yeah, the, C, I, uh, the CNFT I, I imagined immediately a bunch of people dressed up as right? anime. <laughs> i'm like I might be this guy is, this guy's planning ahead this is sick <laughs> that's it but like that's something that i would love to do as well so thank you for like saying that for sure but like i i know that i'm going to be doing some stuff at the uh las vegas convention with the cnft update squad they're okay. practically fam now like i love everybody on the team marco Alyssa, trevor meepo all of those guys are amazing tyler 
um, Adam. And then I will also be attending and uh, doing some stuff at the Rare Bloom event in Colorado. I don't know if you're here, heard of that yet, but that's going to be I, an I amazing not, experience. No. What, what We're going to be a week apart. <laughs> oh, they're going to so, be that kind of, or like one practically, week? Practically. Yeah. 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 So that's going to be fun. I don't like, that's going to be an idea that I have. I don't know if I'm going to be staying in Las Vegas for the couple of days before going to Denver or just go back home and then go to Denver. But, um, but uh, yeah, so like, I'm going to be doing some stuff there and I think it's going to be really awesome because like I went to the summit in New York because I got like an invited there and like being able to connect with everybody up there. And, like what was even weirder is like people knew me already. Like I, I came up like walking up the stairs and this guy was like, are you Cardano waifus? And I'm like, yeah. And then he's <laughs> like, dude, I saw your, like, I got a little notification of like a Twitter video of you like walking around here. And I like, I was just like, Oh snap, he's here. And then I had like another guy come up and he's like, are you Cardano waifus? And he's like, um and he's like dude like my friend loves your project and everything like being able to have those moments of engagement with people like it's so cool because what I think I'm doing is just nothing like special you know what I mean I'm just doing what I love so like that's amazing it's cool other people you know vibe with it I love the fact that nft you know nft culture crypto culture cardano culture man I'll tell you is is all about sharing the lessons that we're learning so we can push this thing to be to be better and better um if anybody does have any questions for you or just wants to you know be in touch with what you're doing where's the best Mm -hmm. place they can like go follow you or potentially just you know get get in touch sure sure um so i'm pretty active on discord um i'm also trying to build a little bit more value on my discord if everybody wants to help me out i'm so close to a thousand like, but um, I'm pretty active on there. Everybody can reach out to me. My DMs are open on Twitter just because I also do the Twitter spaces. Also, like if, if you ever want to come just talk about Cardano in general, like you're, everybody's more than welcome to hop on Cardano nights and, and like get engaged in a conversation. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know what friend That's you're going to make. That's a <laughs> so fact, like, fact, bro. That's a fact, oh, yeah. fact. You don't know who you're going to meet. You might meet somebody insanely smart, insanely knowledgeable because i've done it a few times and oh, yeah. I, I had no idea that that was gonna happen man <laughs> it was cool it's like the biggest cool thing out of it all is like you get so many people from different walks of life like oh, I yeah. know, like i met jason who's like a freaking dude that was on ted talks he's been on national geographic and everything and he's come <laughs> from this fine art world like, like you know what i mean like you're you're with the djs now man what's up <laughs> like and then yeah, there's I it's so it's it's crazy how our world i'm pretty excited for the i mean i know that there's a lot of problems that we have but Mm. and the the one thing that gives me so much hope is 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 like or not even hope but just excitement is crypto metaverse nfts like this stuff's gonna crash real quick with the legacy systems and we'll see how that plays out (laughs) it's exciting yeah it's fun and like i've met a couple of other people like Catherine. Catherine Matchin, who's like this amazing galaxy like painter and whatnot. And she's also worked on Warhammer before all of this too. And she's now in the space and like actively engaged. And then you have like I, I've talked to adult like Warhammer, like Warhammer the game. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, the video game. Yeah. Wow. And, and yeah, right. How is she getting involved? Is she getting involved in 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 game theory? No, she's getting involved as like an artist creator. She's put that like gaming development life away. But like she makes these amazing like galaxy. But she has paintings, a lot of man. connections, probably. Yeah, so, yeah, so, absolutely. That's interesting. Absolutely, huh. over a hundred and something k followers, and then you got Joe Madden of all people from Good Charlotte coming into this space, which is wild. Um, I like all of these yeah. wild people. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're about to see a lot of celebrities. I was talking with uh, Real Kindo. I was talking with Costco yeah. Plus because I've already recorded those two interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris and it was interesting because like I, I asked them the same question and and, and feel free to chime in but um, sure. both of them are very like engaged with like the tech communities I would say and they mm-hmm. and the question was basically like I I said uh, a few weeks ago and maybe a video or two mm-hmm. that it would probably take it within I use three yeah. months because we have Plutus back end we have 
we have like some time for some daps to mature to the yeah. point where we have enough daps that are hallmark cardano daps that people are actually coming yeah. for these uh innovative dabs that are adding more value sure. to some other blockchains what's your timeline on that before this space really really ex like i think that's when it's going to explode so i'm going to use that word not to yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the moon right <laughs> I, I that's a great question so like for me i like to be a little bit conservative on my stuff i've always been one of those per people that i over i overestimate my stuff just so i can give myself more of a leeway and more of like a runway so I say for me personally, I think I'm going to do six months up to six months before like everything kind of gets ironed out and we've established like these, these like dApps that are just ready to go. Like it may come sooner. <laughs> yeah. Like I know I think that between six and three months is yeah. probably pretty accurate because like I was, they, they were saying, um, or both of them pretty much agreed two to three months just because mm -hmm. those backends going to make a big difference. But, but right. at the same token, I think that, where my thought process was, was more on these dApps being able to, and maybe I didn't say this to them and that's probably why they <laughs> but these dApps to be able to mature, you know, and really, really like launch and, and fill out their ecosystem. Cause even absolutely pancake swap still does new things. They just did uh, NFTs in the last like two months for the first time. Oh, nice. So it's, it's interesting. Like, you know, these dApps and stuff will probably still, keep evolving so I, I think that you're absolutely probably you know right for saying to be a little conservative on that yeah yeah and I mean like I know that there's already like a bunch of like really amazing projects frothing out the mouth to get like out the gate and they're ready like they have everything like all their ducks in a row but like to like from going from like launch to being established I think yeah six months is a good good estimate that's interesting man all right so last question of the of the sure. show is if you and listen we're, you're doing great work with waifus we don't want this to happen okay right what okay if you were to die all right <laughs> today okay and right. you have time to talk to all your community all your friends all your family what would you want the space of cardano like the space man sure. to remember you by because this video will live forever that's a great question. No, oh, man, you really put me on the spot here. <laughs> Let's see here. I like to um, ask tough questions, Abe. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm here for it, too. I'm here for it because it makes me think. I like using my old noggin here, you know. But um, I think I would want the space to remember me by somebody that brought value to it. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? That, like, to be having the label of OG is, like, really, really cool. Not necessarily that's what I want to have, but, like, just to be able to say that, like, you know what I mean? this guy did something different and not only did he do something different, but he also did all this other stuff that contributed to the community and everything like that. He wasn't just an NFT creator. He was actually a community like leader. He was somebody that like cared, you know what I mean? That would be like, I guess my biggest takeaway that I'd want people to remember me by is somebody that like, you know, cared and like helped nurture it. Dude, that's amazing, man. You know what? It's funny. Cause like for me, it was, it was more of a relationship with Cardano at first and maybe mm -hmm. others can relate to this because I, oh, absolutely. I, I think it happens to a lot of us. It was me with a relationship with Cardano at first. It's like, oh wow, this thing's really going to be big. Like I'm going to just, you know, invest in this and, I, and I'm going to learn about it just so that way I can stay in tune with this tech. Right. So all of a sudden now I feel like I'm actually impacting the world like absolutely and, and that was not my initiative at all i did not i did not care to do that but i feel right. like all of a sudden dude it's like all i could really think of because the questions that they're asking need a lot of human thought and energy to solve so like when absolutely. you're part of the ecosystem when you're hearing these questions you can't help but think and and try to and try to analyze and figure out and and, and it just wraps you up in, in it's in its own in, in cardano's own purpose so yeah, become much bigger than it becomes much bigger than yourself is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. There's a word for there's like a phrase for that, that I that I've said a lot that I've heard a lot. It's very cliche. But it's it's we came for the games and stayed for the community. Yeah. But like in this thing, we it says like we came for the games and we now we're staying to change believe. the world. I don't think I could yeah, like exactly try to stay anymore, but I don't think I could leave. Like it's impossible to try to leave at this point. I'm too I'm too deep, man. I'm too deep. I feel you. Same, same. Like it, it's crazy. Like I went from <laughs> watching like the red YouTube pill has videos. Been 
Absolutely. <laughs> I went from like watching YouTube videos like on 2x speed about crypto to like just joining every Twitter space and learning about it that way. <laughs> Dude, it's yeah, 2x speed is a big time saver, by the way. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. If you're not on 2x speed, like just try to hop on it. It might be hard at first, but you're gonna start to attune your ears so that way you can save yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I find myself like un- like listening more too. You know what I mean? Like my my brain for some, whatever reason focuses more. I have and like you can even start at 1.5. <laughs> do you have ADHD? I have ADHD, so I feel like that's why I'm able. To, I don't know. It just like tunes me in more. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that I'm was- actually on the bipolar spectrum myself. Like my, they don't yeah. know what kind it is, but like. So they really thought I had ADHD on, for a no. long time. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it was real funny day whenever they told me, yeah, so it turns out you don't have ADHD, you have bipolar. So, like, all this ADHD medication, you've been pretty much getting prescription meth for your life, and that's why you haven't been maybe doing the best. And I'm like, oh, lovely. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's rough, man. They definitely were doing they're, – they're still fine-tuning their whole screening for, for all those things, but – yeah. <laughs> to, to the expense of, you know it's we're guinea pigs but it's all good man like I'm right not, all good but, yeah we're here you know we're like, here man i would uh, yeah i would have taken another path is what i'm saying but absolutely um, all right abel that's all we got time for today man but thanks so much for coming on of course and sharing your knowledge and sharing your experience and stuff um do you have any final thoughts for the viewers or any questions they could answer for you i've seen this on other interviews that's a fun one uh-huh. Can, if you have a question to ask the viewers to comment down below and who knows, we might get zero comments, we might get 20, yeah. but uh-huh. do you have anything that you would like to yeah. ask? What's your favorite anime? Like what's your favorite anime <laughs> to comment and why? And then also who is your favorite waifu? It could be a Cardano waifu. It could just be a waifu in another anime. I just want to hear the answer down below. <laughs> is that like a turn? I didn't know it because I I stick with like the action animes. So uh-huh. I didn't. Uh-huh. I don't. You know. I don't know the waifu culture. But is that an actual anime term? Is like what is that? Is that like a woman that you would want to marry? Is that like- yeah? So like, think for it's just it- like for me, like one of them. There's an anime called High School with DXD. And yeah, there's like one character. A pretty famous one for being pretty oh, yeah. provocative, right? It's like. Absolutely. So like Riza is a waifu, you know what I mean? Like she's a a gorgeous vampire chick, man. Like, you know what I mean? But like being a fan of this, you know, uh, female anime characters, like that's what. Oh, yeah. Waifu kind of, rep- that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Like you'd get a body pillow up her if you could kind of, you know what I mean? Like. Well, that's all we have time for today. Abe, you can stick around for one minute. I'm going to pause sure. the recording. J Crypto sure. audience, make sure to comment your favorite waifu slash anime. And Abe, thanks again, man. So let me just pause.